Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. We had another episode of the Open Stride Podcast. And I'm here with a dear friend of mine, man. Somebody I, I went to high school with, man. Somebody we we had casual sports debates all through high school, man. I'm talking from like uh, I moved to Arizona. For people that don't know, I moved to Arizona to finish my high school career out when I was a sophomore in high school. So I met this young man uh, from my sophomore year in high school, and we've been pretty much friends since, man. We just uh, f- formed a close bond over sports, and we just grew it grew into a friendship. And um, we still friends to this day, years later after uh, graduating high school. And that's going to be my main man phase, man. I just want to let you go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Let the people know who you are. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Faze. Matt, I want to say thank you for having me, first and foremost. It's super big pleasure to even have this opportunity to talk with you about basketball. Like Matt said, we've known each other for over a decade now, which is kind of crazy. And basketball has been a common thing between us through all this time, through good, bad. We made bets back in the day behind Carmelo and LeBron. We clearly see who's ahead now. It's all good. So I'm just (laughs) thankful to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to just chat with you and be on your platform. No problem. I'm glad. I'm glad you decided to come on, man. I'm glad. I'm really there. Yeah, kind of like honor. Pleasure is mine. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. We like, like you said, we've been doing this anyway for like ten years, over ten years. Like it's crazy to even think that we've been uh friends like that for over, over ten years, a decade. So, and uh, Time has wings. He can let y'all know that my hot takes. I've been having these since I was. 15 years old. Like, this ain't nothing new. Like, I've been, like he said, we used to bait LeBron and Melo. I've been doing this. Like, so for the people that meet me now, you'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? Who you think you are? I've been like this. And and I'm a stickler for what I believe. So I'm going a, I'm to a go hard for what I believe. So I have a story, actually, about Matt from when we were in high school. We had Spanish class together, and I'm a LeBron fan, Matt's a Carmelo fan. Although Matt does have Great respect for LeBron, more Carmelo fan, understandable. So this during this time, LeBron was on the Cavs for the first stint. Carmelo was playing for the Denver Nuggets still, and the head-to-head matchup was coming. So Matt and I made a bet of $5 on who's going to win the game. And I was confident that LeBron would take it. And that same game is actually when Carmelo hit a game winner on LeBron. And when we were in high school, I didn't have money like that. So that, that $5 hurt. It, that put a hole, in, a hole in my pocket and a hole in my heart. But I give Matt full credit. He got the first big win in our debates off that $5 bet. So now we're on a bigger and better thing. So if you want to start betting more money, let me know. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give Matt full credit when it comes to this. He made a bold prediction, and it paid off. Yeah, man. That's what I've been trying to tell people, man. I. I, I'm not the type. I know it's it's trendy to make a hot take that you don't believe just so you know it can get clicks and views. And I know there's been a thing like on national programs and people on Twitter. But I promise you, I'm, if I say something, I really I'm not saying it for no I'm not saying it for no applause. I'm, I really believe it. I'm not saying it for nothing else. So with that being said, man, I'm glad you brought that story up. Man, I actually forgot about that. I remember that game, though. <laughs> I, was, I was in my house going crazy watching that game. <laughs> I like some of that game. No lie. No that lie. was a great game. That those are the, I miss matchups like that where we can just see that happen. Like everyone's excited for that matchup and it's going down to overtimes and game winners. I'm not saying it doesn't happen anymore, but I think that 
Carmelo and LeBron matchup just meant something. And like LeBron versus Wade matchup, those matchups at those times meant something. I'm, there's different matchups nowadays, but they felt different. They're all from the same draft class, all trying to prove themselves. Those matchups just felt different. They did, man. They did. And and now we in today's NBA, man, in 2021. And we we came – we at the end of the NBA season. We only played uh, – they only played 72 games. Um, we're now in the play-in tournament. Uh, just to give everybody an update, as of now, uh, the play-in tournaments have commenced. And the first matchup is over as far as the um, – uh, the Bobcats, not the Bobcats, dang, that's an old name. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> versus the um, Indiana Pacers, man. The Pacers actually won the game. They blew the uh, Charlotte Hornets out, man. Um, not really much to say about that. The score was 144 to 117. Um, the Celtics, and as we were recording this, by the time it's out, this game is going to already be over. But the Celtics and the Wizards are playing right now, but it's looked like the Celtics got in the hand. So, with that being said, the, uh, that means the um, the Charlotte are out the playoffs completely. So just explain the playing tournament so everybody know what it is. Uh, me and Face know what it is already, but I just want to break it down so everybody understands the uh, concept of it. The winner, um, where seven through ten, that's the team to get into the playing tournament. Um, the, the the winner of seven and eight automatically gets into the playoffs. Whoever wins seven eight, that gets in. The w- loser of seven eight has to play the winner of nine and ten. And the loser of nine and ten is automatically out. So today was the first day of the play-in tournament, and the results were the Pacers beat the um, Charlotte Hornets. So the Hornets are out the playoff; their season is over. And the uh, Celtics beat the Washington Wizards. So the Celtics are automatically in, and now the Pacers and the Wizards have to play each other. The winner of that game gets into the playoffs now. So right now, mm-hmm. just so everybody knows, the current seating in the um. In the East, of course, we have the 76ers at top. Everybody everybody um, kind of love the 76ers. Not everybody loves the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get to them. So the, <laughs> at the top, Brooklyn Nets going to be number two. The Bucks at number three. Number four is going to be the New York Knicks. Number five is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Number six is going to be the defending um, Eastern Conference champions, the Miami Heat. Number seven now is the Boston Celtics. And right now, the number eight spot is between the Washington Wizards and the Pacers. Whoever wins that next, when they play next, they get into the tournament. Going to the West, um, their, their playing tournament hasn't happened yet. It starts tomorrow. But just to go give y'all rankings right now, the number one spot is going to be the Utah Jazz. Number two is going to be the Phoenix Suns. Three is going to be the different Nuggets. Four is going to be the Clippers. Five is going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Six is going to be the Portland Trailblazers. Seven is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers, and eight is going to be the Golden State Golden State Warriors. Los Angeles Lakers and Golden State Warriors have to play each other. They play each other tomorrow. That's the that's been the game everybody is talking about. That's been the game on everybody's mind. Everybody wants to see who's going to is um, Curry going to slay the King. Everybody wants to know. That's the game that's on everybody's mind, and the game that's also going to be played is the the Memphis Grizzlies versus the San Antonio Spurs. So. What it, me and Faye is going to do um, before we get into the playing tournament and playoff predictions, I just want to go straight into NBA predictions. So NBA war predictions. So what we're going to do is give our predictions as far as MVP, defensive player of the year, coach of the year has, has already be a, been announced. It's going to be Monty Williams or the Phoenix Suns. So shout out to Monty Great Williams. On that. Great decision. Yeah, you agree with that pick? Absolutely. 
it was there was there was two for me that I feel like could have went that way, but I think Monty deserved it more. I think the set, the it should be runner up would be Tom Thibodeau. I phenomenal performance with the Knicks, got him back into the playoffs. But yeah, Monty from a team not even making the playoffs to competing for one of the best records in the whole entire league in one season, having Chris Paul reunite with him, I just feel like that was just like a decision that should have been made. It was a great decision. That that was for sure, for sure, for sure the right call. Great. I agree. I agree. Uh, he was my pick anyway, so we don't have to do Coach of the Year because it's already announced, but we got uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Sixth Man of the Year. So we're going to do all of those positions and Most Improved Player. So, of course, we got to start with the Glamour position. Um, no, matter of fact, we're going backwards. Let's start with Most yeah, Improved. Yeah, let's go back. Let, let, let's keep, the, let's keep the, the hype up for that last award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go backwards and let's go with Most Improved Player. Um, okay. You are the guest. You can go first, Faze. Who you got for Most Improved? Um, so for all the listeners out there, I am a Cavaliers fan. So I have some, some bias to some of my players out there. So I think it should be Colin, but realistically, I think Julius Randle deserves the more. Uh, he, he's been good for a long time. He was always really underrated, but now being the star of his team, taken to the fourth seed, uh, in the Eastern Conference, competing night in and night out, giving the Knicks a winning record playing on both ends like he's doing a phenomenal job first time all-star well-deserved I think all his accomplishments this season should make him the prime candidate for that if I had to give runner-up once again Cavaliers fan for all you listeners out there I feel like Colin Sexton took a leap this season super efficient basketball season averaged nearly 25 points a game shot 47 percent from the field 37 percent from the three efficient 81 percent from the free throws really 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 efficient season from him I think it was a little underrated because the team was so bad and I don't think I think team success also translates so since we didn't have team success he doesn't get that but for sure my my pick would be Julius Randle Julius Randle and I agree I, I I thought you was about to go with the Cavs pick I, <laughs> I, did. I did I thought you was about to go with the Cavs pick <laughs> but I agree um Julius Randle he has to get it man he's uh and um let me say this. The only thing about Julius, I, I do believe he, he should he deserves it. But the only thing about Julius is that his numbers are not that much better than what he has always been doing. Like, like he's um he's averaging what 20, 22 and 10, 24, 24 and 10. He's averaging 24 and 10 right now. Um which, which is good. I agree. But the thing is, like he he averaged twenty before and he averaged ten rebounds before. I will say he didn't average both in the same season, so you can say that he's doing something he never done before, especially with that high amount of points. It's twenty four points, so that that that's what probably put him over the hump. But just in my opinion, when I look at somebody that's most improved, I look at somebody that makes a big leap in scoring average and a big leap in uh, other areas, like as far as rebounding and assists, like a player mm-hmm. that uh, they goes from like single digits to like. 20 points a game. You know what I'm saying? Like seven mm-hmm. points. They were seven points a game. They came back in the next season putting up 20 a game. Because right. Julius is – he deserves it. But he averaged – he was averaging 19, 19 to 9 last season. So he, right. he – average went up by five points and one rebound. You know what I'm saying? Now, I will say this. The impact he's making on the winning for the Knicks is probably what's going to give him a nod. 
his 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 scoring and, and rebounding, his versatility and everything he's doing is is making him a, having him a bigger impact on the team, which has them winning, which gives him the nine. That's why I can say that's the big that's a big improvement. But as far as scoring averages, his averages didn't just jump up to an astronomical amount. But so, what did elevate in his game was his playmaking ability. So he went from averaging three assists last year to doubling up with six assists this year, getting triple doubles a little more consistent than he has in his career. And I think that's a testament to the system he's playing in now. They they utilize him a little bit differently than last year's system. But one thing I think, though, too, is the New York Knicks don't have a playmaking point guard. They have offensive point guards. Like Alfred Payne doesn't play as much. Now Derrick Rose is there. Derrick Rose is the offensive uh, point guard. Emmanuel Quickly, who's slots in sometimes as a point guard, also offensive uh, point guard. So for Julius Randle, take that playmaking ability into his hands and double his assists this year as well, too, while up in his scoring, while up in his rebounding, like all that, uh, and up in his three-point percent. I can't I can't knock that. When his career high previous season was 34, he shot 41% this year from three ball. So all these things factor into the bigger picture to say, like, this guy's really improved his game in this time away. And having them at the four seed, that's just a big accomplishment for a team that has a record of not doing so well in the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So just jumping to this next award, you got to give them props. They, they in the playoffs. I know a lot of people are happy about the Knicks being in the playoffs. I I, I haven't cheered for the Knicks since Melo was there. <laughs> Before Melo got there, I hated him. When he got there, I tolerated him. When he left, I hated him again. So I don't care about the Knicks. But yeah, I, I, basketball is better when the Knicks are good. So I agree. Basketball is a great place when the Knicks are playing good basketball. And I hope that they can add some more talent next season and continue this good like stretch of games they played, good season. I really want to see them build off of this. Exactly. So just jumping to this next award, it's going to be Rookie of the Year. Uh, Lamella Ball was one of the front runners of Rookie of the Year. He sees his season just ended today, so he had a. Uh, he, uh, in my opinion, I was on Melo the Melo hype train for a long. Me time. too, me too. You were? you were? Oh yeah, oh yeah, hands down. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Hands that. down, I, I yes, he is very talented. Yeah, I was like when Melo when Melo still had like two years of eligibility before he could even get into the pros. I was just saying, man, tank for Melo. He the future. He the future. <laughs> I said, tank. You can go back and look on my um, Twitter. I was like, tank for Melo. <laughs> when, it, when it finally came time for him to get drafted, and I was in teams was um, getting drafted. When teams was getting their positions as far as the lottery picks, I was like, trade for Melo. Trade for Melo. You got to trade for Melo. Like <laughs> he should have been the number one pick. Should have been in the more picks. So I was just like, you got to go get him. I, I said, if the New York Knicks would have got Melo, he would have been the biggest star in the NBA. He would have been the biggest star in the NBA. Well, he said that because I'm Madison Square Garden. Bro, listen. If the New York Knicks had Melo Ball as the face of the franchise, Melo Ball would be in the face of the NBA by his second <laughs> season in the NBA. Like, he would have been a big. He would have been a more known. Player, he's not gonna be the face as far as LeBron face as far as um the best player and carrying the mantle or being the best player and being the face of the NBA. He's gonna be the face as far as popularity. Like, okay, I understand what you mean. Okay, okay, yeah, that's I what I think. Like, talent wise, he's not there. He's not there. But like, if he would got drafted by the Knicks, he would have been t- facing the NBA as far as popularity. Cause you remember, you remember that whole frenzy we went through with Lin Sanity? Yes, everywhere, Lin Sanity everywhere. Okay. 
because he was doing good on the New York Knicks. That's what happens. But you got, I think, factor this one type of thing. So I don't know. Obviously, I don't know him as a person. But from viewing, I think that he likes major cities like that. So maybe being in a smaller city, not as big, like in Charlotte, not as big as New York, could be better for his career because there's not as much to do as being in New York City. When you're in New York City, there's a lot of distractions outside of basketball out there. And I, I've never been I've never been to Charlotte, so I can't speak for that. But from what I know, I don't think there's nearly as many distractions in Charlotte as there is in New York City. So I think this is a better place for his career as he grows up. He needs to grow up a little bit, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. Like, I agree. I've never been to Charlotte. I've never been to New York. But I can bet my bottom dollar that it's more distraction than <laughs> I've been to New York. I can definitely say that there's plenty of things to get distracted with in New York City. Exactly. Okay, okay. Little traveling man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, Rookie of the Year, who you got? Well, I can do this one first, but you just did the last one. So, yeah. You can rotate. I don't want to just, I don't want to just put all the pressure on you. Let's do it. <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead and get this to um, crazy enough. I got to give it to Anthony Edwards, man. After all my talk about Melo Ball, <laughs> I got to give it to Anthony Edwards, man. Only because Melo missed so many games when he broke his wrist. If he would have never went down when he broke his wrist, uh, he he would have been a front runner for sure, for sure. Because he was balling, he was in the front, he was doing his thing, he was scoring, like he was like Melo was all over the place. And um it's just when he went down after breaking his wrist, he played um he played what 50, 51 games. So fifty one you know, games, missed twenty one games, a lot of games missed. He missed twenty one games and um and I just feel like and he put up some crazy numbers. So you get, you, I, I can't deny his numbers. He put up crazy numbers. He averaged uh, 15 points a game, five rebounds, almost six rebounds, six assists, 44% from the field goal, 35 from the three, and 76% from the free throw line, man. So, and he, he won rookie of, the, rookie of the month three times. So he was mm-hmm. definitely doing his thing as far as on the court. It's just, it's just the fact that he missed those games that, that does it for me as far as, uh, him being rookie of the year, man. Uh, and then you got you got Anthony Edwards, who's balling. Didn't miss one game. I was just about to say, missed one game. No, he did not miss any. Oh, he didn't miss any games. He played all zero eight. games missed. Oh, he played all seventy-two games. He started all seventy-two. He played all seventy-two games, mm-hmm. and he averaged nineteen points a game, four rebounds, two assists. So Melo got him beat in all the categories as far as. Shooting percentage, <clears throat> shooting percentage, mm-hmm. um, rebounds and assists. Um, Anthony is definitely being points, but him playing all those games, I just got to give him the nod. And it's not just because he played more games. I want people to understand. I'm not saying he deserved it because he played more games. I'm saying though the competition was close, and I'm giving Anthony the nod because he played he played all 72 games. That's what I'm saying. If Melo would have played 10 more games than what he played, I would have given him Melo. But that's what I'm saying. It's close. So I gave him the nod to Anthony because he played more games because based on what he did and everything. So what do you think about that? I do. Okay. I'm a little mixed. So while I personally think that Anthony Edwards will win the award, I don't think he should win the award, even with the big uh, disparity of games. Reason being is because Anthony Edwards – to start the, like the first two and a half months of the season, wasn't doing what he's doing now. Granted, he came along, developed very, very, very nicely as the season went on. 
And last like two and a half to three months, he really took off. While Lamelo started off the season after like the first seven, eight games, uh, he started he started doing great off like in the very very beginning. So while Lamelo was starting off his career really good, his rookie season very good. Anthony Edwards finished his rookie season really 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 well. And I think that Lamelo's impact of the game for his team was a little bit bigger than Anthony Edwards because while Lamelo had to deal with injuries as well too, so not only him being out. But Devontae Graham was out a lot this season. Goran Hayward missed a lot of games this season. P.J. Washington missed games. Miles Bridges', Miles Bridges uh, uh, contract uh, got COVID at some point in the season. Um, a lot of people. Uh, Terry Rozier missed games. So while these people were in and out the rotation all season long, they still managed to make the play out of all that. Now, I understand that in the season, D'Angelo Russell was hurt. He had surgery. That's a big loss to them. Lost in League Beasley due uh, to a suspension at some point in the season. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns uh, also had COVID at some point in the season and missed a lot of games, granted that. But while these people were in and out the rotation all season long, uh, he wasn't producing the wins. They weren't winning. They started winning when the team started getting healthy. That's when they started coming to collective effort. Lamelo had them still winning games, the talent he had. So I think his importance to the, his ball club is a little bit more valuable than Anthony Edwards is currently because he still had them in that play-in contention. So I think Anthony Edwards wins it but my personal vote would go still to LaMelo, even though he missed 21 games this season. Okay. For those I, factors. I like that. I like. I feel like long-term, their careers, I think Melo would have a much better career long-term. I would agree. I, I, I like Anthony Edwards, though. I think he's confident. He's like He plays super, super, super confident. He's super athletic. He yeah. has, once he cleans up his shot-taking, gets a little more efficient with his shot-taking, better shots, stuff like that, I think he has a bright future in the league. Yeah, He'll be around for a very good time. He's in a good position only because he, he's he wouldn't be expected to be the best player because they have Cat. Yeah, Cat so is clearly better than him right now. So they have mm-hmm. and um uh, and I, I I'm not sure how you feel about him and D'Lo, but I feel like he right there with D'Lo as far as who's a better player. So they got D'Lo. I'm not big on D'Lo personally. Okay, cool. So we we can agree there. So boom, yeah. he got D'Lo. But D'Lo is I I I don't think D'Lo's a bad player though. I'm not sure. I know you're not I don't think so either. I don't okay. think he's a bad player either. I, I'm not okay. saying that. I I'm not I think that his season was broken when he got him to the AC was phenomenal. That's when I was like, okay, he's really showing his potential. Ever since then, I just I, I don't feel like we've seen that same D'Angelo. I think he was hungry to prove something because everyone wrote him off and now that he, he had the opportunity to prove it, I think he's starting to get a little stagnant and he's hurt a lot to see consistency. Like he is always always hurt teams trade him for a reason i mean granted he got traded because kyrie irving would come i mean i would trade him for kyrie irving too and then it just wasn't the perfect fit for in in golden state so he's been moved a lot i'm just i think that anthony edwards is a lot closer to d'lo than even though he's a rookie than it may appear and that's actually that's actually a good problem to have in minnesota to have a player right. with d'angelo's capabilities anthony's capabilities and towns that's they, have, they could show some good promise next season with a healthy Malik Beasley and stuff like that. So, Definitely, 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 definitely. I I, I think one of them is going to be the odd man out, and I think it's going to be Malik. I wanted to say it's going to be D'Lo. I, agree. I feel like D'Lo has a good relationship with Cat, so Cat could try to push to keep him. But um, I feel like uh, Malik dealing with all that stuff he dealt with over the time. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to bring it up. Easily, but I, with. I feel like that's not helping your cause. Uh, man, anybody to have another top pick, so they might bring in another top prospect. So who if knows? It's top four. If it's top four, if it's not top four, it goes to the Warriors. 
No, only if it's top four would it be a player that can make a big impact. So that's how I feel, though. That's true. Oh, well, I mean, Kaminga's kind of floating around that five spot. And if Kaminga gets the draft, I don't mind getting off topic, you guys, but if Kaminga gets drafted at five, that's high potential, high risk. So, I mean, that I could be a big piece of them. I was thinking more um, Evan or Cade. That's what I was thinking more. Okay. I mean, those are those two stars. Suggs, I think those are tier ones. I think everything else, the next three to four picks are tier twos, and it kind of goes from there. But, oh, tier ones are definitely Mobley and Cade, for sure. And any any team, no matter what your best player is, if you can get the number one pick, draft Cade. I don't care who you are. We're the Cleveland Cavaliers. I love the backcourt. We need to get Cade. No oh, yeah. questions asked. Thank for Cade. That's, that's my right. <laughs> so, um, we're going to move to the next one. Uh, I'm going to toss this one to you. Um, it's going to be six man a year. So who 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 do you have a six man a year right now? This was a no brainer for me. It's Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson made a huge impact all season long. He came off the bench, played his role. I honestly, when when Cleveland traded him to Utah, I, I knew that he'd be better because he'd be playing the system. But I didn't think he'd do as good as he's doing. And he's just playing really, really, really good basketball for that second unit. Like, he comes in, uh, he puts the basketball in the hoop at all times. He's like a certified bucket. He's just perfect for a six-man role. I, I'd give it to him. But, truthfully, as a strong, in my opinion, a strong, strong, strong candidate that emerged is Tim Hardaway Jr. He did, he started a lot of games due to injuries, but his actual role is a six-man, and he made a big impact for those Dallas Mavericks uh, come off that bench. He did a really, really, really good job. And truthfully, I was sleeping on him. I wasn't, I wasn't sold and he proved me wrong this season. He's actually pretty valuable and I can see why the Dallas is very high on him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. No, um, no debate there. I'm going to give it to, uh, Jordan Clarkson as well. He, uh, did his thing all season. Um, it's about time we start seeing more people win six men a year outside of Lou Will. And, and I know, right. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, Lou Will and Jamal Crawford, they must they must have laid named the award after those two because they were just racking up on six men in the year. So. I, it, I, yeah, right. When they retire, well, one be gone. But when another one retires, like get, making one of them, like yeah. that's just every other season it was them. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, I agree. So, it's no debate there. So, we're going to jump into the next next one. It's going to be uh, defensive player of the year. So, I'm not sure if we're going to agree on this one because uh, – Actually, I think we may agree. I think I know we're going to go with this. Well, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and um, knock this one out first. I'm going with Ben Simmons. Okay. So I agree. You... Okay, okay, cool. cool, cool. No go questions ahead. asked. I knew you were going to go with Ben Simmons. That's why I said that. I agree. Okay. We st- we, we, on the, we on the same page right now. <laughs> why, why do you think Ben? Um, vers- Versatility, man. Come on. Yep. Man. He, uh, he, he, yep. he, he literally, literally, like no jokes, guard one through, one through five. Like, yes. Like not even playing, like he can, and I, I ain't saying guard him to hold your own. I'm talking about guarding me. He may lock you up. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yes, I agree. He may lock you up, so I would definitely go with um, Ben Simmons. Um, players that I feel like do- doesn't get mentioned a lot, but should is uh is Bam out of out of the Bayou. Oh yeah, Bam, Bam is another one. I seen Bam guard Kyrie one time. Like I see him, st- <laughs> like I see him stay in front of Kyrie. Like that's impressive for a big man that size to stay in front of yeah. Kyrie. Like that's oh yeah. Um, and the last one is going to be the two-time defensive player of the year. It's going to be Rudy Gobert. He, he's I feel like he's in a conversation every year just because that's really his staple as far as defense. Mm-hmm. 
like Ben, they kind of expect more from him as far as being a playmaker and playing defense. Bam, the same thing. Um, he has to be a playmaker and play defense. Rudy is just just play defense, bro. That's it. We don't need yep. you. Just be be our Ben. Um, he, you can't be Ben Wallace, but be our be our, be your best Ben Wallace. That's what we want. Yeah, to. he's a Hall of <laughs> Famer now. Exactly. So be your be our best Ben Wallace, man. So, um, yeah, man. So I'm gonna go with Ben, and you say you agree with Ben as far as I. I agree with Ben. And my point I was going to make was actually right on the money with yours. Uh, his versatility, he can literally guard one through five. He impacts the game on his, with his playmaking, but more importantly, his defense. That's why he's so important for what Philadelphia does. But I, I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention Embiid in this. Embiid is a great defender, and I think he, he, he's so underrated for that. And that's why I'm a little off topic, but that's why I actually give Embiid the slight edge over Jokic because he can play both sides of the ball. So. I think that's a major one, but yeah, I, I, if for this for this race, I think it should be Ben Simmons. I think it should be Ben Simmons, but it does seem like Rudy's going to get it. Yeah, I agree. I think I want Ben to get it, but I think Rudy may get it as well. So, um, but I'm still rooting for Ben to get it. Me so, too. I hope he does get it. So we pretty much agreed on a lot of these. I'm not surprised. Well, at we're all. a little we're a little bit different on Anthony Edwards and Lamelo. I I do think Anthony Edwards is going to get it, but I think it should be Lamelo. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. We pretty much agree on all of them except like one or two, and the only one was rookie of the year. Like, being the player of the year, we both feel like Ben Simmons, six man, mm-hmm. we both agree on top. On uh, Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson, um, mm-hmm. it's already decided. Monty Williams got it. We both thought that was the perfect, perfect pick. Most mm-hmm. Julius Randall, and uh, and that's pretty much everything. So now we got to get down to the, the number one. Head I think this is where we're going to be different. I'm pretty confident we're going to be different here. I know for a fact we're going to be different. <laughs> I know for a fact we're about to be different. So, okay. Let's hear it. MVP. You want me to start this time? Go ahead. Okay. My MVP is still Joel Embiid. I know he missed a lot of games with his knee injury. And he's made a glass. I get it. But this this is why I feel like he's the most valuable player this season. His team had one of the best records in the whole NBA, start to finish. With with him in the lineup, they took they took a they took a, a huge leap. He played both ends of the ball. Like I was making a case for a defensive player of the year um, award, but he's not going to get that. And he this is the first time I've personally seen Joel Embiid be able to play all four quarters without getting tired and playing efficiently and hard all four quarters. In the past, we'd see Joel Embiid play maybe one, one through three quarters, and he'll be gassed by the fourth quarter. And what would happen? The team will lose. They couldn't find success because he'd be so tired, and there's nowhere to put the ball. This season, he's running more. He's playing longer. He's playing harder. He's impacting the game in different ways. His scoring is – you put him in the post, he's going to score the basketball. So I truly feel like the award is the most valuable player. He is the most valuable player to his team in the league this season. I think he should get it. My runner-up is – it's a tough one. I think Jokic is so deserving as well too, and I think I'll put him as a runner-up. But even like a one, like a one A and one B type situation, Chris Paul is just as valuable. And I feel like those two are right there. But if for my pick for this award is Joel Embiid. Ah, my man, my man. Okay. <laughs> Let's 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 get some let's get some um point of information stuff out. So before the season, 
I talked to Faze about this already before. Um, <laughs> we we got we have a clubhouse account as well, y'all. We gonna make we gonna make sure we share that with y'all so y'all can tune in <laughs> into that as well. Cause we yeah we, we will yeah we be talking on there as well. So before the season, my three picks, my three picks before any games were played were was Joel Embiid, James Harden, and LeBron James. Midway through the season, all three of those picks <clears throat> top three for MVP. LeMelo, Le- oh, not LeMelo, LeBron James, <laughs> James Harden, and Joel Embiid. Those are all the top three picks as far as MVP. Injury, the injury bug hit them all. Boom, 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 boom. LeBron got hit with the high, LeBron got hit with the high ankle sprain. Joel went out just with his little nick and necks. And James Harden, who usually is an Iron Man, dealt with some injury this year. He usually, like, people say a lot about James Harden, but he plays the game. He does not I'm miss one of those people. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's so many James Harden haters in the world. It's, it's unreal. And, and y'all, y'all, y'all going to miss out on one of the greatest players. I appreciate in- his basketball ability. I'm just not a big fan of James Harden. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You should, you should be. If you're a fan of basketball, you should be a fan of James Harden. I'm a fan of James Harden's basketball game. Okay, you're not a fan of the person. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of too many Nets players. There's only one I really like. Who? KD? Absolutely not. Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. So did so did you have a problem with James Harden when he was playing for the Rockets? Towards the end. Oh, I'll man. talk about that. I, if you want to know why, I will talk about that in, in later on. I'll let you get your MVP out the way, though. Okay, cool. So those are my picks before the season. Midway through the season, all those was right. All of them got here with injury bugs. Joel Embiid, face kind of glossed over this. Oh, he missed a couple of games. He missed. He he played 55, 51 games, ladies and gentlemen. Fifty one games. We just took. We just talked about Melo playing fifty something games, and we can't include him. For I said Lamelo still deserves an award with fifty one games. I know that's just you. That's just you pandering to your already thought process of you <laughs> wanting well and we be to get it. So you I didn't know MB only. I didn't know MB played fifty one. I didn't know they had the same number plays. But that that just doesn't show consistent with my responses. That that that, that, that does show consistency. I would give you that. So Joel only played fifty one. <laughs> He missed almost 20 games, dog. No, he missed 20 games. He missed more than 20 games. He missed one game. So, just can't do it. Just can't do it. As much as I want him to to have it, I just can't do it. And he had a phenomenal season. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, blocks, steals, playing both sides of the court, not getting – not getting ran out of gas, um, not getting gas, playing 100%. Like – he did his thing. Like I've been consistently, a fan consistently. I've been a fan of Joel Embiid. As much, let me tell you how big of a fan I was on Joel Embiid last season when they played the Celtics in the first round. I picked the the Seventy Sixers to win because I thought I thought Joel the Joel Embiid. I was a year early on Joel Embiid. <laughs> I was a couple of months early because it's the Joel Embiid that we got now. I thought that was going to be the Joel Embiid we got in the playoffs <laughs> last season, but we didn't. They got whooped in the first round by the Celtics. <laughs> Beat him now. So I've been a fan of Joel. So I'm all for the Joel praise, but I just can't give it to him only playing 51 games. The person who should be your MVP, my MVP, and everybody <laughs> in the world's MVP is Chris. You're going to say Chris Paul, everybody. See, how do I know that? How do I know that? Chris Paul. 
we talking about the a man. You, you understand me? A man that has the second best record in the NBA overall. We talking about the second best record in the NBA. A man that's averaging sixteen points and eight. You might as well say nine rebounds. Let's round it up. We all um, graduated assist. high school. Let's round it up to nine. He, he's eight assist, nine. assist, not rebounds. I mean, I, that's not, a, not, yeah, that's a major difference, boy. That's a major, major difference. Major difference. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, four. 4.5 rebounds, 8.9 assists. So played 70 games as well. That's very impressive for Chris Paul. There, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, I'll give it there. I, I, I said, I said he's, he's a strong running up candidate. I think Jokic is a strong running up candidate. Okay, let's let's add this on because we're forgetting this because this this is stuff that you you tend to forget or uh, you kind of gloss over. This the uh, Phoenix Suns. Did not make the playoffs last year. I want everybody to know that they did not make the playoffs last year. They went, they uh they missed the playoffs. They went from missing the playoffs to the second best record in the NBA. And what's the big change? They showed, their, they showed their potential in the bubble when they went eight and zero. We knew they were primed to make the playoffs no matter what happened. Who knows though? Who knows? We knew they were gonna make the playoffs. They showed what they were capable of in the bubble. Who knows, Faze? How do we know that though? Chris best- Paul just made them that much better. <clears throat> Who knows? That's all I can say. We know. We we saw it. This is what we do know. This is what we do know. We could talk about we could talk about what would have happened or what could have happened. Let's talk about what actually happened. When the last time the Phoenix uh, Phoenix Suns made the playoffs? A decade. Okay. They got Chris Paul and they made the playoffs. That's what we know. That's what we know. This is true. This is true. We can go off all the facts. This is what we know. So yes, they went eight no in the bubble. Those those couple two or three games towards the end, yeah. Some of them some of them teams wasn't playing all their players, but we we gonna give them eight no. We gonna give them eight no. We give them that. That's that's the fact. They were eight and zero. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. They were eight no. You're right. Just stick to the facts. Chris Paul got there. They made that made a you you a Phoenix native. We we met in Phoenix. So I you, am from Los Angeles. I happen to reside in Phoenix, Arizona, for majority of my life. The majority of life. Talk about that. Majority of life. So, you know all about the, the, the turmoil of the Phoenix Suns organization. I'm not a fan of the Phoenix Suns. For every listener out there, I'm not a fan of the Phoenix Suns. We, we know you're not, but we know that <laughs> we know that you know what's going on in Phoenix as far as their uh, experience. <clears throat> and Chris Paul came there and turned it all around in one season. This I discredited this, actually. I actually, truthfully, I discredited it. When that rumor popped up, I said, I, I, my exact words, that is a band-aid on a cut the knee stitches. And it'll make it good for now. But what's going to happen long-term? And they are great right now. Let's see what happens long-term. I'm not knocking them. I think they deserve everything that's happening. They're playing amazing basketball. Um, Yeah, I'm not knocking that. I think he's a runner-up. I said, Joel, like I said, I'm a big fan of Joel. I, I had him the whole season until he got well halfway through the season before the season started until he got hurt. He fell out of the conversation because he only played fifty one games, missing twenty one games. So right now my top three is Chris Paul number one. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Joe. Um Joker. No, for people that don't know who the Joker is, Nikola Jokic. <clears throat> Jokic, Denver Nuggets, center, superstar. I'm gonna give him number two. And number three, I feel like the most disrespectful player in the NBA right now, Giannis Hunter Cupo. Like like he's 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 giving us the same thing he's been giving us. They won better, better actually. 
better. And and like nobody even mentioned his name. I know the playoff was a bad taste in everybody's mouth, but come on, man. Like the guy's still that, balling. If you think about it, that's actually a good thing. The pressure's off. They're not mentioning him anymore. They're not the best team in the league anymore. They they spent majority of the season trying to get Drew Holiday integrated into their offense, and now it, it looks great. I think that 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 him not being the MVP conversation could have possibly been the best thing to happen to their team this season. I agree, I agree, but I'm here. <clears throat> I'm not. You're here right. You're right. Feel good. You go get you're right. No, I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> those are my top three. You got yours. So we're gonna see what the chips fall. Um, once the season is over. So, yeah, man, let's go be y'all. We're uh, going to talk about that. I, truthfully, I think our predictions are great, but I think both of us are going to be wrong. I'm sticking with my prediction, though. You think You think who's going to be wrong? I think both of our predictions are going to be wrong. I, I think it should be Embiid. I think it, I think it could be. But I, they're, I feel like the NBA is, like, leaning towards Jokic. I feel like they're leaning towards. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I got Jokic second, so I can see that. I, can see I got him second as well, too. Yeah, I, I can see that. But the, the, you're the big man. We haven't had a center win MVP since Shaq, so it's about that time anyway. I agree. I, I think that's good for good for the league. We need that. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a different type of big man nowadays. It's a more versatile big man. But let Shaq tell it. Shaq said he can do everything the big man doing today. They just didn't give him an opportunity. Who knows? So um, I don't know about that, but I think if Shaq played today's game, he'd dominate just as much. Oh, Shaq would. Oh, he would murder. He will be. Oh my God! There's, there, they don't have the toughness that, like, down low that Shaq had to play against anymore. there holding Shaq. That's not happening. Oh my! He's gonna throw him like a rag doll. <laughs> that would be horrible. Whew. So even yeah, though man. Shaq had some funny takes sometimes, I'll never disrespect Shaquille O'Neal's basketball game. He was oh. the most dominant big man of all time. Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. You may consider it a high take. Shaq, the most dominant big man of all time. I'm going to say this quickly. We can jump into the next topic. Shaq is the most dominant big man of all time. But Shaq kind of messed his his potential up. If Shaq would have took his his Shaq would have took his career more seriously, Shaq would be the GOAT. Shaq would be the greatest player of all time right now. Because he didn't take care of his body, didn't come in shape. Okay, that's a fair if argument. Shaq, if Shaq was as like disciplined as Kobe Bryant, Shaq would be the GOAT right now. Shaq would be the greatest player of all time. That's probably. actually a very hot take. That is a hot take for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, we can get into that another time, but that's how I feel we like can. if Shaq would have – and I'm not discrediting Shaq. Shaq, you were amazing. You were great. You were the best big man i ever seen. You're the most dominant big man ever. But I feel like if you was more disciplined like Kobe Bryant or somebody like that or LeBron James or Michael Jordan, you would have been the – Best player of all time. You'd have been the undisputed goat. But out, out of Shaq's mouth, this came out of his mouth saying there were some championships. He was three eighty five. One championship specifically, I believe. I think he was the last Lakers one. He was three eighty five. Imagine, imagine if Shaquille O'Neal was like a solid like three fifty, just a lean solid three fifty. Take twenty five pounds of fat off. Imagine what we'd have saw. Exactly. Oh, that four in a row. That that Pistons championship may have never happened. Exactly. That's all I'm saying, Shaq. No disrespect. But you yourself know you didn't take care of your body like that, and you wasn't disciplined like that. Let's be, just keep it a book. So we're gonna jump into the next topic, man. Uh, playoff predictions, man. Uh, woo! It's gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. So we're go, we, we're gonna go with the wild wild west first. The wild wild west. So um, 
I'm not sure how you feel about the playing games. Uh, I'm just let you know the way I have it right now. I have the mm-hmm. Lakers beating Golden State, and I have uh, Golden. St- I have the Lakers. Be- I have Golden State and the Lakers getting in pretty much. I have the Lakers mm-hmm. beating Golden State, and I have Memphis beating the Spurs. Then after that, I have Golden State beating Memphis, and I have Golden State getting in as eighth seed, and I have Lakers getting as seventh seed. If that's I how do, you see it. I do have the Lakers at seven and the Warriors at eight. I didn't think ahead of time of the Memphis and Spurs game. Uh, it's tough. I think that Memphis is gritty, and Jaron Jackson being back is a big, big, big help for them. I wish we could have saw more of this all season. They probably would have had more than thirty-eight wins. I think that I think they can. They'll probably win, but I can never count out Popovich. No matter who, who's there in front of him, players-wise, he always finds some some type of way to get it done. I don't think they have the team built for that this season. So, off quick takes, I'll agree with you. I'm going to go Memphis with that one, too. But if if it is Memphis, they will not be beating Golden State. So, I'm going to stick with eight Golden State, seven L.A. Okay, let's get it now. So, the first matchup in the wild, wild west is going to be the Utah Jazz versus the Golden State Warriors. Um, Since you did kick off the first part of the um, prediction, I kick off this part of the predictions. Uh, I'm going with the Utah Jazz. No upset alert for me. I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is coming back. They have the best record in the NBA. Um, They're they're more all-around better team. Uh, Jordan, they have the sixth man of the year on their team right now, balling out, averaging 18 points a game. They've got another scoring punch. The only thing I'm worried about is Donovan Mitchell having missed so many games and having to be thrown back in there. Uh, Mike Conley, I'm not sure when he's coming back. Do, Do you happen to know? I think he played his last game. Okay, great. So Mike Conley is back. Donovan is back, coming back. And Jordan Clarkson is still there. So they, they still have a, a majority of all their key pieces. So I'm going with uh, Utah Jazz over Golden State Warriors. What do you think about that? I agree. Um, I don't I don't think the Warriors have enough to compete in the playoffs this year. They have not They have Curry to get him there. I don't think they have enough to win a series, though. The team is not talented. Ubre is supposed to expected to miss another seven to ten days. That's a hit for them going into the. I mean, he'll probably be coming back close to like the second game if he misses the first in in the in the uh, first round, maybe even third game. But what are we going to get from him when he comes back? There's no Wiseman. I think Jordan Poole's been playing phenomenal, but just overall team Utah is just a better team, more like just better well put this season. So. Curry's phenomenal. I can see him getting a game or two, but that's Utah for me for sure. For sure, for sure. And the Lakers and Golden State, I just want everybody to know the Lakers are beating Golden State by about 20 points. Like, no close game. Yeah, yeah. It's, you said it's going to be a close one or no? No, I said no close game. Um, I think it'll be less than 20 points. I think, I don't – I think this is a momentum that the Lakers need to set their foundation for the playoffs. So I would expect them to come out tough. I think Frank Vogel's going to shorten his lineup a little bit because he has so many talented players. It's hard to play everybody. Well, people are going to come from that rotation for sure. Um, I think I give the Lakers a solid 12-point win, a solid okay. one. I'm saying by 20. Take it to the bank, 20 points. Um, LeBron goes to the message to everybody that's disrespecting him right now. One more thing I want to say before we move off Golden State and then eliminate the playoff. To everybody out there, Stephon Curry, I'm going to say it again. Stephon Curry, I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> Stephen Curry is not in the MVP conversation. He's nowhere in it. 
He shouldn't receive a vote. He sh- if Stephen Curry received one first place vote for MVP, the person that voted for him should lose their voting rights. That's what I'm saying right now. Stephen Curry should not receive one vote. I'm not a Steph hater. If uh, Faze was, uh, if I, I know you at the time when Curry was in college, but when he was in college, I was a big Curry fan. I probably was a Curry fan before most Curry fans. I watched him at Davidson, and I, and I loved him there. When he got into the NBA, I watched him there. It's just these last couple of years that these Curry fans made Curry nauseating to me. I've been a Curry <laughs> fan. You Curry fans maybe not like the man. It's kind of like the Cowboys. I don't have nothing against the Cowboys. I like Dak. I like Zeke. I ain't got nothing against Jerry Jones. But the Cowboys fans make me cheer against the Cowboys because y'all are so nauseating. And that's how I feel about Curry. I like the boy, but y'all so nazi. I can't help but cheer against the man. But he does not deserve to be in the MVP vote. People keep talking about where would Golden State be without Curry. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, where would any team in the NBA be without their best player? Where would the Chicago Bears um, Bulls be without Zach Levine? Where they're at right now, a non-playoff team. Where would the members really be without John Morant? Where would any best team in the NBA be without their best player? Newsflash, when you have your best player on your team, your team tends to be better. If that's the case, LeBron James deserves 100 MVPs because (laughs) every year he left Cleveland, they became the worst team in the NBA. When he left Miami, they became the worst team in the NBA. So you can't say he deserves MVP just because he made his team better. Yes, he's valuable to that team, but that does not make him the MVP. More goes into it than that. He's the eight seed. Eight seed, ladies and gentlemen. He's the eight seed. No, he's in the play in. He's not in any seed. He's a play in. He's a play in team. He's he's a regular AC right now. But you're correct. If he doesn't win these playoff games, he's a no seed. He's a lottery team. And y'all talking about MVP? Like I said, was MVP at the eight seed. Who? Russell Westbrook was MVP at the eight seed, but he won because he he did triple double. He wasn't no. He wasn't AC. Let's look it up. Look it up. I'm telling you for a fact, he was not an AC. He was like a four or five seed. He wasn't an that AC. That year he averaged a triple double? Yeah. Okay. Year, we'll the, confirm it. I no, could listen, be wrong for all of our the year, out the year there. he averaged a triple double and won MVP. Let me get that straight. The year he averaged, he averaged triple double like three or four times. The year he averaged a triple double and won MVP, he was like a four or five seed. I'm telling you for a fact. So, okay. ladies and gentlemen, Curry does not deserve any MVP love. I'm sorry. No disrespect, but stop it. Stop it. J- James Harden left the Rockets, and they became the worst team in the NBA. They only won 17 games. He was just there last year, and they was in the playoff eight years straight. Y'all wasn't going around giving James Harden praise for carrying that team to the NBA on playoffs. Now they're the worst team in the NBA without him. But y'all, y'all ain't got nothing to say about that. It, the thing is, for some reason, James Curry has a hold on the NBA world. I don't know if it's because he's light-skinned. I don't know if it's because he's likable. I don't know if it's because you love his family. I don't know if it's because you love his wife, his kids. I don't know what it is, but Curry has a string hold on the NBA world's heart. Y'all he love changed him. the game. He, whatever he did, y'all, he has a hold on your heart, and y'all need to let it go. Stop it. Curry you were right. Knows. They were the six seed. Six seed, okay. I stand corrected. Yeah, and I, I figured it was up there somewhere. It, it, it was the lowest seed. To get MVP, though, he was the lowest seed to ever get MVP. So, yeah, and that's only because he did something historic. Curry didn't do anything historically great that somebody in the last 20 years ain't do. It's, it's a hard to make. something that nobody in the last 1,500 years did. Ain't nobody ever a triple-double in the last 20,000 years. That's why he got more time now. It's casual for him now. 
Let me get out my soapbox. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, Faith. I just had to get it out of my chest. I was upset that all these Curry hey. fans really advocate him to be the MVP as an AC. Like, no, not even AC, like you said. As a playing tournament. If you don't win these next two games, he's not even in the playoffs. So you tell somebody that maybe not even make the playoffs should be his should be an MVP. I understand, the, I, understand, I understand the argument. I mean, look what they had last year without him. There's a look what they were having with him. And granted, he missed games this season, too, because he was hurt at times, stuff like that. So he missed games. His impact is, I think, you, to make your to go to your point with any team losing their best player, of course, they're not going to be as good. That, that That's their valuable player. But when you lose a top five player in the NBA, it's a different loss than it is losing your best player. Like, for – let me give you a non – That's what we do. That's what we did. For. I'm Curry, just saying. Curry's not a top five player in the NBA. That's what we did. For. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I will let that be a hot take for later in this uh, <laughs> podcast or maybe a future episode. But name just, name your five right now. You, okay, no specific order. No, no order. order. Five. LeBron. Okay. Durant. Okay. Curry. Okay. Kawhi. Okay. Giannis. Okay, let me stop you right there. LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, KD, James Harden. Top five players in the NBA. No. James <sighs> Harden is not better than Stephen Curry. But you heard both of our – no specific order. You heard both of ours. Well, I, we can continue this at another time. But for every listener out there, you know that our takes on that, and we will. We promise we will revisit this conversation at another we time. We will. Hold up. So let's jump back into the playoff. I just had to get that. I had to get off my soapbox. <laughs> like I can't believe y'all. Y'all really trying to push that narrative. I can't believe y'all. No narrative, so, the truth. But anyway, that's okay. If, if, if hey, Trafaz, if it's no narrative, why are you having your top three MVP? I didn't. I look. I didn't say you said he deserves no votes. He deserves votes. He's not top three. He doesn't deserve. No, no, let me take that back. He, I said he doesn't deserve any first place votes. If he receives any first place votes. Though whoever sit that in should be revoked from voting. They, they might they just need to send that vote to me. Send it to me, NBA. I would I would cherish it better than whoever voted for Curry number one. That's all I'm gonna say. If so, that is gracious to have me in, on this podcast in the future, I promise after the MVP is announced, I will touch back on this topic for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the next matchup. We got the Clippers and the Mavericks. Which mm. you got man? I get the first one on this one. I think the Clippers win in seven. Very, very, very good series. But the reason I'm taking the slight edge to the Clippers is because Porzingis' health is a big question mark every time he plays in the game. One little ticky-tack foul, one thing goes wrong, he's sitting in the game. And in the playoffs, you can't do that. And then you got to think he's been sitting some, a lot of games this season, came off injuries, he hasn't played a lot this season. So how much on the court, readiness does he have for playoffs Luka Doncic I have no 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 like ish, like no questions asked he'll, he'll be ready to perform be ready to get some games done and that's actually why I'm giving him three games because Luka Doncic alone his impact is just crazy but I think the rest of the, the Clippers the experience of the Clippers where they have champions on that team Kawhi Leonard Rajon Rondo Serge Ibaka those are champions in the league they have a championship co- winning coach uh, as their head coach, I think that that itself will outpower the Mavericks, but they have a bright future. They have they need some more pieces. I don't think Porzingis is the answer for the second option, 
but I do think that they have obviously a young star and they're going to be very good for a lot of years so long as Luka Doncic plays in the Dallas Mavericks jersey. All right, so let me say this about Luka. Earlier in this podcast, I said uh, Melo will be the face of the NBA. I'm saying as far as popularity. As far as face, face, best player in the NBA face, Luka has face in the NBA potential, in my opinion. As far as like LeBron facing the NBA, Luca has that potential to be that one day. When LeBron and all those, all the top players in the current, like LeBron, Curry, KD, James Harden, all them retire, Luca has that potential to be the face of the NBA, like LeBron, in my opinion. He's a superstar, like no question asked. He's a superstar. Um, last year in the playoffs, he gave Clippers a good run. He gave him a good run. He hit the shot that was heard around the world. Um, People went crazy when he hit that. We was we were still kind of we were still in a, we were still kind of quarantined at the time, so everybody was pretty much watching. So it was like I heard around the world, and um they end up they end up still beating them. Like you said, KP just can't stay healthy. He's um he's the unicorn, but he just can't stay healthy, man. I'm that revoke that revoke that name. Who gave that? Like I don't take that back. That is not his name anymore. That KD player that was. That yeah, take that back. That hey, person that got that name, I'm not sold on him one bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But he, if he can stay healthy, he could be a much better player. Um, and he could be a much if he could be a more dependable player, he could be he could be more respected in NBA. But it is what it is. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, so actually, for the people out there that maybe listen, I actually don't have no surprise take. I'm actually gonna go with the Clippers, man. I, I, <laughs> As much as I want the Mavs to win, I just don't think fit feel like I, I want the Mavs to win too. I probably throw that out there. I prefer the Mavericks winning than, than the Clippers, but I think it's gonna be the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like after kind of could could Luca kind of embarrass the Clippers last year um, in the playoffs? Could they? Nobody really thought that he was gonna do him do them the way he did, and he was just doing them in. And I feel like the Clippers gonna have it on their mind to just clamp him up the whole game, like. They coming out the gate like we on your head the whole game, and Lucas is a grown man. He can hold his own, but it's gonna it's gonna wear on him over time, especially if KP not there and um and all that. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Mavs, like you said. It's gonna be a hard fought series, though. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I'm, it's gonna be a hard fought series. I can see it going six seven games, um, but I'm gonna go with the Clippers overall. So we're gonna jump to the next matchup. It's gonna be the Suns and the Lakers. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I had this conversation earlier with a friend of mine. Um, the Lakers. The Lakers. Um, yeah. Me too. <laughs> None to if say, it was huh? the Warriors, I would say the Suns would win if the Warriors pull up it off and win tomorrow. Uh, sorry, by t- the the time of we're recording this, the Lakers and Warriors have not played yet, but they will be playing tomorrow. Um, wait, 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 you stop right there. If the Warriors were playing the Suns, you would maybe pick the, the Warriors to win? No, the Suns are going to win. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, it's not, if I said that wrong, no. I th- if the Warriors and Suns play each other, if the Warriors and Suns play each other, I can easily see the Suns winning that matchup and also – You'll hear our, our Matt and I take this on the next uh, matchup. I think the Suns could possibly go to the conference finals if the Warriors make the seventh seed. And I'll explain why when we talk about our next matchup. Okay, great. So we're going to go ahead and just jump to the next one because we both had an agreement. The Lakers, they back. LeBron's rolling. AD's rolling. They got Dennis Schroeder. They, they just stacked over there, man. Um, like you said, they, they got a problem out playing too many players because they got so many players to play. So we're going to win. problem to have. Good, beautiful problem to have. Beautiful. Ask me as a Houston Rocket fan. We don't have enough players to play. 
So they can send someone to Cleveland. We'll take Horn Tucker. <laughs> I take AD. <laughs> <laughs> I was being generous. I was trying. I wasn't taking the stars. I'm taking the players that can bloom. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go into the last matchup of the first round. It's gonna be Nuggets versus Portland. I feel like it's gonna be a hard fight series. I'm gonna go with Nuggets overall. I can see it going six seven, but I'm going to Nuggets overall. I feel like the MVP is gonna um, carry him there. Like you said, I don't feel like um, no Jokic should be MVP, but it's it's leaning towards him to get it. So I feel like the MVP is gonna carry his team to that next round and beat Portland. Um, what you think about that? I disagree. I think Portland's gonna win this, and I'll explain why. I think that Jokic is more than enough to win basketball games. But he has no second scoring option, right? Well, Michael Porter Jr. is blossomed. I'm not going to say that. That's been really consistent, really, really good. And I think a lot's going to linger on his shoulders now in the playoffs. But the reason I have doubt for that matchup is because Will Barnes, another offensive weapon, is out. Jamal Murray's not playing. I don't know if Will Barnes coming back. So my thoughts with them playing without Will Barnes, that's a major thing. And Aaron Gordon, he's not what I expect him to be. Like, he's – Perfect slot player for the rotation. He does a little of everything, but I don't feel like he's impacting the game as much as he should be playing next to that much talent he's playing with. His games, he has no stats for like I'm, I can't make this up. There's like seven straight minutes he had zero stats on the board playing the other night. I'm like, how are you not impacting the game bigger than this? Like you should be impacting the game. Uh, I do think Portland wins this one. I think it's a game seven situation though. I think a healthy Portland team. They have good defense. Good defense. They have a lot of offensive players there, and one they're going to have to get stopped. Norman Powell's a great offensive player. CJ is a great offensive player. Dame's great. Dame that speaks for that name speaks for itself. Nurkic can hold his own. Carmelo Anthony off the bench. These players like they fit well together. So I think they have a little bit too much offensive firepower for the Nuggets to hold. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Portland, and that that hurts because I really would prefer the Nuggets to win this. Healthy, I, I it wouldn't even argue. I want to make this argument, but they're not, so I'm going with Portland. I'm not even going to disagree with you, but I'm going with the Nuggets. I feel like the Nuggets <laughs> going to be too much more. So let's jump yeah. to the next matchup. So let me just go ahead and make this adjustment for you. You got Portland. All right. So next matchup is going to be Jazz and the Clippers. Uh, I'm going with the Clippers again, man. Um, I, I feel like if the Clippers – I feel like if the Clippers can get past the Mavericks in the first round, they're going to make it to the conference finals. And that's what mm-hmm. I got them doing. I got mm-hmm. them beating the Jazz man in the, in the uh, second round, going to the conference finals for the first time in their franchise history, finally making the conference finals. After a lot of choke jobs and bad luck, whatever you want to call it, Live City, Kawhi, <laughs> the They should have had one. They should have a ring. They should have definitely had one, but it is what it is. So who you got? I agree. But there is that I kind of have this small feeling that you know how in the past when Atlanta was the number one seed in the league, Toronto was the number one seed, and they always went to the conference finals to lose because they always faced LeBron. I kind of feel like Utah's in that same Atlanta, Toronto, but with the number one seed in the league, and they always face LeBron and just can't beat him. I feel like there's a possibility that could happen. A little part of me feel like that, but logically, I think it's going to be the Clippers. Uh, I feel like we, we both agree with this one, even though we got the, the opponents different. We both agree with the winner. I got the Lakers versus the Nuggets. I got the Lakers winning. You got the Lakers versus Portland. I would assume that you got Lakers winning, but you may surprise yeah, me. I do have the Lakers winning that one as well. And oh. just because I said I'll follow back up on this uh, in this conversation, if the Golden State Warriors beat the Los Angeles Lakers and they end up being the team to play the Phoenix Suns in the first round, 
I do think this is this is what this is why Phoenix Suns could potentially go to the conference finals because I do think that if it was the Phoenix Suns or Los Angeles Lakers playing Portland, I think no matter what team that is, it'll still be the it'll still be that team being the Portland Trailblazers. So the Trailblazers run ends in the second round for me. Great. No matter who they play. Last matchup is going to be the Clippers versus the Lakers, the Battle of L.A., where we all have been waiting for. Wanted it last year. Didn't get it. Hopefully we get it this year. I think we're going to get it this year. Um, I'll start this one. I think it's going to be the Lakers as well, too. In a great series. A great series. I do think, though, LeBron is still LeBron James. No matter what they say about him, he's going to keep proving you wrong. And I think this is where LeBron gets to the finals again. I agree. I agree. As a seventh seed to the playoffs, to the championship, whew, that's tough, man. More for his storybook, man. From from the playing tournament, he. Uh, I, I can I can tell you the narrative right now. I, I see it. The vision's LeBron, there. He he went from playing the seventh seed, no, he he from playing in the playing tournament to to the to who people thought was the lead MVP and Stephen Curry beat him, um, made it to the uh, first round, beat the the number two seed. Uh, the second best record in the NBA, Phoenix Suns, got to the second round, played the red hot Damian Lillard and the CJ CJ McCullough. That's who I got. Uh, no, that, no, that's what you got. But I got the Nuggets. Played the MVP, the actual MVP, and beat him and made it to the Western Conference Finals as a seven seed and beat the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Los Angeles Clippers. I can see yep. it. It, it. It writes itself, man. It writes itself. So sounds like a good story. Like a beautiful story, like it may be on a, a last name documentary one day. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll hopefully, we'll get one. We, he needs, he needs to at least get five chips for us to get a good one, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, gotta have five, gotta have five. I, yeah, and I, I ain't gonna say it yet. I'm waiting to be finished. So uh, let's go to the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, we kind of kind of went over already to y'all, man. Um, the Celtics are currently in as a seven seed. As of right now, because we're recording this today uh, on May 18th, they're currently in. Um, the Charlotte Hornets are out. They lost. So right now, the eight seed is up to the Washington Wizards and the uh, Pacers. I actually have the Wizards winning. What about you, Faze? I do. I agree. I have them winning as well, too. Uh, depending on Bradley Beal's health, that's a major thing. Non-healthy Bradley Beal, I got the Pacers. Healthy Bradley Beal, I got the Wizards. Okay, great. So we're both going with the Wizards. So first matchup in the first round is going to be the 76ers versus the Wizards. Um, I got the 76ers in a sweep. What about you? Clean sweep. I agree. Break the brooms out. Not even go waste our time on that one. Going to the next matchup is going to be the Knicks versus the Hawks. I feel like this is going to be it. This is one of those matchups I feel like it's going to be entertaining, but it's not going to be. It's not going to matter in the long run. It's kind of remind me of when the Hawks played the Miami Heat. A while ago, when Wade was still on the uh, Miami Heat, and they both were just blowing each other out each game, each game, and they made it to like a game seven. You remember that year? I do. <laughs> and, and the Hawks had like Josh Smith, Al Horford, J- uh, Jeff T on that squad. Like uh, Joe no, Johnson, Mike, Mike Bibby, Joe Johnson. It wasn't even Jeff T. Yeah, Teague. Mike Bibby. Yeah, it was Mike Bibby. Yep. Yeah, that squad. They they blew each other out for seven games straight, and they finally made it to one tough game seven. So and it was a blowout in that game too. It was like whoever had the home court won that game because that's how it went. This is gonna be the same thing. I give I give the Knicks a slight edge on this one. I'm I'm not expecting too much personally. I'm just I probably won't watch this game. But oh, I'm you gonna, stop it. I'll, maybe I'll watch one. Depending on you, I don't know. you, you an ice tray hater. Go ahead and admit it. I, that's why I'm not gonna watch. It. I don't want to watch that. 
<laughs> um, I like Julius Randle, so maybe I'll tune into a few. I got the Knicks though. Uh, yeah. I'll go six games. I got the Knicks too. Like I said, it's a it's a matchup that won't matter overall, but it's it's a nice one to watch. Um, so the next one's going to be the um, Brooklyn Nets versus the Celtics. Um, the Celtics kind of in a tough spot. Um, Kimba had a good game today. He actually scored twenty nine. He just came. He he been injured all year. Uh, Tatum, man, he's on the break of being a superstar. I didn't think he'd be able to be one. One, yeah, I didn't think he was going to be able to be one. But he's on the break of being a superstar. So um, he's right there, man. So um, who you got winning that one, Nets or the Celtics? The Nets. I don't even. I, I not, no explanation needed. The Nets. Sweet. No five. Okay, I got a gentleman. I give him one. I got a gentleman sweep going. Brooklyn. Yeah. So this might be the best matchup in the first round: the, the Bucks versus the Heat. Who you got? Five winning far. That? Milwaukee revenge for gotta, sure. Gotta get their revenge in. Revenge. This is this is it. This is this is one I will be tuning in every single game. I want to see Giannis just obliterate them. I want to see him just go crazy. I think Drew Holiday. And people are sleeping on that pickup. That's actually a very, very, very good pickup. A two-way player, and they add they add some really, really, really key pieces that can make a big difference in the long run. Like they lost some people. Yeah, this season, granted, they lost them, but uh, adding PJ Tucker, that's a good pickup. Having Jeff Teague as a vet off the bench, that's a good pickup. Um, having Bobby Porras off the bench, that's a good pickup. These players are good. Uh, Brent Forbes is a good pickup. He's a good sp- uh, floor spacer. Those are good, solid pieces to be around Chris Giannis. Start lineup. I'm sorry. I said Chris Millicent too in the starting lineup. Yeah, that's a two way player. They have a, they have a really, really, really good defense. I'm gonna like tell you all- one thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing about the the, the Bucks. They picked up the wrong Houston Rocket player. They picked up PJ Tucker. The one they should have picked up was James Harden. After the James Harden <laughs> trade. Um, I did. I, I did my podcast episode, and I said, "Who's the biggest loser of the James Harden trade?" Everybody was like, "Well, Houston, the biggest loser. No, the Nets are the biggest loser. No, James Harden." Big- I said, "The biggest loser of the James Harden trade is the Milwaukee Bucks. They're the biggest loser because they didn't trade for James Harden. That's that's why they're the biggest loser. They traded that duo. A crazy, crazy oh, man." That's what I'm saying. Like they traded the same amount of picks Brooklyn traded. Well, not the exact same amount of picks, but they could they, they could have traded the same amount of picks for Brooklyn as they did for uh Drew Holiday. Like go. Yeah, I, thought, I, I thought you were gonna say like Daniel House. You should have swooped in on Daniel House or something like that. You said James Harden. That's a big player. No, 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 no. <laughs> no the one they should have got was James Harden. That's the one they should have got. They yeah, traded. They traded multiple first round picks with Drew Holiday. They should have traded multiple first round picks with James Harden. The only thing is. They had they they made that Drew that Drew Holiday trade early because they went for it at the time when they when they, when they thought it was available and they they it's no way they would have knew that James Harden was going to request a trade like two months later. So but you had to, they had to act because they at that time Giannis wasn't secured long term as he is now. So they had to prove to Giannis that we're here to uh, try to build around you. So that's why I don't blame them for it. But they had to make the move. But I just wish they would have got James Harden. I would have loved that. So yeah, man. I got Bucks winning against the Heat. That's the revenge game. So we'll jump to the second round. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a quick one, too. 76ers versus the Knicks. 76ers. Yeah, five? Five. Yeah, so I agree. <laughs> no questions asked. This is going to be the good one. The Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Who you got? I, I know where you're going with this. I, we're going to be different. You know I, it. I know we're going to be different here. You know it. I have the Nets in this one. And I 
trust me, that hurts. I do not like the Nets whatsoever. I'm glad Colin put 42 on them, put a show on them early in the season. If For the listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. I get Colin Sexton, Brooklyn Nets. Um, I love it. I just don't like the Nets, but it pains me to say that Giannis isn't going to go to the conference finals. I want him to be there, but I think I think the Nets are going to take this one in seven. I got the books. I know you got the books. I got the books, man. I feel like I said it. I've been saying it all year, and I'm going to continue saying it. Giannis has been doing small things to make me feel like he's he's not the same player he was last year. He's been doing a, he's like he's been making improvements that I've been paying attention to just from watching his games, or making me be like, hmm, that's interesting. I like For everyone mm. listening. I want Matt to be right more than anybody. Please be right. I do not <laughs> want the the Nets to go far. So please be right. Yeah, I I I got them winning, man. Like Giannis been doing like he's doing like a lot of little stuff, and people may be like, "Well, what kind of stuff are you talking about?" I kind of just give you examples, like uh, when when Giannis played against the Clippers early on in the season, people were saying um, last year they was like, "Hey, Jimmy Butler in the play." I'm talking about last year in the playoffs. Now they're like, "Jimmy Butler's beating y'all, Giannis. Why won't you hold him?" Giannis got to the interview after the game and was like, "My coach don't want me to hold him, so I'm not going to hold him." And people were just like, that's a sellout move. You're the superstar. You're the MVP. You should hold their best player. Boom. This year, when they played the Clippers, Kawhi got going, and Giannis held Kawhi. And when mm-hmm. he held Kawhi, Kawhi didn't score for the rest of the game. He picked him up with like four minutes left, and Kawhi went scoreless. He probably scored. I didn't say scoreless. He probably scored two buckets. I mean, two points. But he pretty much took him out the game because Kawhi was going on the screen because you're scoring back. And they're going to they're need that when he has to play against Brooklyn. They're going to need all that. That's my point. That's exactly my point. I'm glad you said that. So when they play Brooklyn, when KD gets going, who KD is the most unstoppable player to hold in the NBA. Who's the best player to hold him? Giannis. No like, one, but yes. <laughs> I'm don't say nobody can stop him, but if you was to pick one yeah, player. I, oh, yeah. Him, I, yeah. Yes. I, yes, Giannis. He has a length. He has the athleticism, the versatility. Yes, I agree with your statement. He's a like nobody can stop KD. Only person that stop KD is if KD's having an off night. But if KD's, uh, if you want to make it as tough for him as possible, the player that's going to make it as tough as possible is Giannis. It's Giannis every day. So, um, and also Giannis been doing small things as far as taking the last shot in the games, but he's not just driving to the goal with that Euro. He's actually taking mid-range shots. He's, yeah, he's that's a big that's a big thing for sure. That's a big thing. That's what I'm saying. So he's been doing little things throughout the season that make me be like, hmm, I'm starting to like what I see, Giannis. So this is I think this could be the year he go. And and one thing about the Brooklyn Nets, man, the best three players only played eight games together. Like, yeah, uh, chemistry is going to be a very big thing. Yeah, especially when playoff situations are presented. So teams are playing defenses out specifically the ice players. Yeah, uh, that's going to be tough. Trust me, I wish you were right. But I'm still sticking to the Nets. We're going to see. Uh, I really hope you are right. We're going to see. It's it's going to be interesting to see if the if the Brooklyn Nets can really make it to the NBA Finals and win it. We're only playing eight games, so they just play on the floor. That's going to be an interesting dynamic. Like that never been done before, and so that would be crazy to happen. So we're going to see how that goes. But I got the the Bucks winning, man. So um, my last right. It's going to be 76. I got 76 in the Bucks. You got 76 in the Nets. Who you got winning? 76 out of the Nets. Sixers. Sixers? Oh, okay. So you do got them losing. So you do I got, do got them-, them losing. I do. Okay. I, uh, mostly because I want them to. 
not gonna, I want them to lose. I don't want to make it to the finals. Uh, I do. I think the reason I feel this way is I don't think they have an answer consistently for Embiid and Philadelphia uh, has a great defense. They have really, really good defense players. They have a good offense, really good defense. And I think that they have enough to, I mean, no one can stop all that offense for sure, but I think they have enough to compete with that. I think the big X factor is going to be Embiid. Everything's going to rely on Embiid. If Embiid has a great series, then they can win a seven. Mm. Embiid, and right below Giannis, the defensive player of the year is a good player to hold KD. Like I said, nobody can stop him, but if you want if you want somebody that, that can do the best on him, Ben Simmons is not a bad matchup to hold um, him. So we're going to yeah. see And Ben Simmons takes point guards out of games. So Kyrie see Ben Simmons coming. Kyrie better go the opposite way. <laughs> ben Simmons <laughs> takes point guards out of games. Kyrie out. is fearless. I can definitely say that. Exactly. No, Kyrie, he's not going to be scared of him. Yeah. If you see him coming, he needs to go opposite way. So, <laughs> but I got uh the Bucks in the 76 I got the Bucks winning. Actually, I got the Bucks finally. I, I got Giannis finally breaking through and making the NBA finals. Man. That'd be nice. Be good finals. It'd be a good, oh, beautiful storyline. Beautiful storyline. So, so last, I think we're gonna be the same here though. You got 76 and the Lakers. I got seven. I got the Lakers and the Bucks. Who you have winning the Super uh, I'm tripping tonight. Who you have winning the championship? That's uh, I got the Arizona Cardinals winning the Super Bowl next year on record. <laughs> um, the only no. Arizona team. No, I'm just saying that because I, like, oh. I like them. I like them. Tom Brady probably going to win. I don't know. I don't know a lot about football. I, I don't know. Um, I got the Phoenix Mercury winning the WNBA championship. That's that's the truth. Um, oh, man, I got uh, – uh man, the, uh, man, you better watch out for the, the New York Liberty. Man, Brina, I saw Sabrina play in person. She is phenomenal. She I, is Sabrina. Uh, man, uh, yes. One of my great friends decided to take me uh, to see ASU versus Oregon. So I saw her play in person, and she is everything that she is meant to be. She is a perfect ball player. Her IQ was phenomenal. I don't think they have enough to win. I think, man, this Mercury team is so good. I love watching them play. Like, and I am so serious. I love watching Mercury play. I watched a little of their game today. No, Mercury, Mercury's, Mercury's, I'm going to be honest, Mercury's the GOAT. They, they're good every year. We have the GOAT. Oh, yeah, I do have the GOAT. <laughs> I, let me say this. Some point of information. Don Tarasi is definitely the GOAT. I want everybody no to questions asked. Everybody to know that Don Tarasi is the GOAT. But I will say this. If Maya Moore did not retire, Maya Moore gave her a run for her money as far as being the GOAT. Brianna Stewart is going to be doing that job now. Brianna Stewart is. Oh, just, she's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. A, she is a whole different tier. Like, I've, seen her, I've had the pleasure to see Brianna Stewart play in person twice in the playoffs against the Mercury. And just seeing her in person, she is a whole different tier when you get to see her in person. Seeing Diana Tarazi in person is phenomenal. I am, for all the listeners out there, I am a big women's sports fan. I go to multiple games as much as I possibly can. I love watching women hoops. Like, I love supporting our women. So, I'm a big, big, big WNBA fan. And I know we're off topic. This is our NBA playoff competition. But I want to give a quick shout out to all of our amazing women out there, all of our amazing women players, all of our amazing women advocates, everything. Like, uh, I have so much respect for every one of you guys. No cap. Like, hey, seriously, we would have to do a WNBA show. I would love that. I have a great friend. I have a great friend who is a super big, a big advocate for the WNBA. He actually gifted – so out of his own money, he gifted the WNBA league past to 10 people this season just so he, we can start build more awareness around WNBA. 
So I have I am a WNBA League Pass uh, subscriber. Uh, I do support them. So yes, yeah. I love that. I, I my I always been a WNBA fan. The first player I ever fell in love with was Candace Parker. That's <laughs> I, I love Candace Parker. Candace Parker is a phenomenal player to make you watch the WNBA. Uh, for any new w, for any people that want to explore, watch the WNBA or women's hoops or anything, some big names out there. Obviously, always watching Diana Taurasi, Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Nescu, like Matt was talking about. These players will show you how advanced that women hoopers are. So please take the time to watch them, support our women, get a bigger fan base around the WNBA because they work hard and they are professional athletes and absolutely deserve it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I wish I wish we still had our team in Houston. <laughs> hey, let's hope we can. Let's hope the WNBA expand. Maybe we can get thirty teams instead of having the amount we have now. Yeah, man. I, I, I miss. I miss uh, the Houston. Houston Comets need a documentary. I want everybody out there to know that the Houston Comets need a documentary, dog. They <laughs> that was an amazing team. No lie, like that was a Cheryl. Man, that was a Cheryl. Cheryl Shoot. That's like, history. That is man, history. That's what I'm saying. First, first champion ever. First, two champions ever. What are you talking? Three champions. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, that is oh, history. Uh, you know, I know you guys have a documentary. Let, let's get that to the big boy. Let's make a request out there. Let's get it. We need a Houston Comets WNBA documentary. Y'all get on it. I'm gonna give y'all to the end of the year. Hit me <laughs> up. But yeah, Please. man. Let's- Let's jump back into it, but yeah, man, we, we definitely got to do it like a WNBA uh, episode because I, I love yeah. WNBA. My mom, sure. mom is the reason why I love sports so much. She's a big sports fan, so of course I got a lot of love for women's in sports. I have actually, I actually been planning to do a story on why women don't know sports. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to collaborate off off audio for that in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and it's gonna catch you off guard. That 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 title catch you off guard. Why women don't know sports, but it's actually. Uh, advocate me being an advocate for women in sports and all the stuff they bring to sports and as far as oh. all these guys that be saying the most ridiculous thing to women that be in sports i hate it i personally get very offended by those comments when i hear things even like that i just i'm such a big advocate for women's sports it's, yeah, it's tough for me I to have it. stuff like that yeah but we gotta we gotta collab on that for real for real, for real. oh we, yeah we, we will a big uh advocates for women's in sports and i for, not even just women that play sports women that talk sports as well like like yeah. sports sports, they don't, oh yeah not even women that talk sports women that just want to be fans of sports and don't want to be sexualized like it's yeah. So oh much, yeah it's so much that goes into it bro but yeah, yeah uh, i agree all right so ahead. our last one i will finish our last, our last, last one off for you yeah go ahead i'll finish this one off for you i have to go first on this one uh, so my matchup will be Philadelphia 76ers versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And I have the Los Angeles Lakers winning the NBA championship, which gives LeBron James five NBA championships. Well-deserved five. Anthony Davis, the second. Montrez Harrell, his first. And Schroeder, his first. A lot of first-time champions on that team. I think they they get it no matter what. And I think the Brooklyn matchup, if they, if they end up playing Brooklyn, that would be primetime TV. A lot of people will tune in. I've It'd be like the Cavs and Warriors all over again, but I do think that LeBron's going to win. All right, let me say this: We talked about the road travel for the Lakers to get to the championship. Talk about if the Bucks actually make it. Talk about the road travel from the Bucks. They playing against the Miami Heat the first round. The the current defending Eastern Conference champions in the first round get to the second round. They're playing KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. 
in the second round mm-hmm. to get the conference finals to play the number one seed in the whole uh, Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. That's a tough road to get to the NBA finals to play LeBron freaking James, the division. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're talking like, that, that road to the East, no, I, 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 that two step, that, that matchup like Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn, that, that right there sets the tone for how difficult the East is. I think that top four bunch of teams is like those top, well, top three now. Is, that's a really tough matchup. I think the Lakers' pass will be a little bit easier, but I think the experience that they have will make them already ready for no matter what challenge that they have. None to get sixes, but the sixes, they, they earned them one seed, so they deserve to have an easy path. Their path to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals is not that tough. They got they got the Celtics, then they got – I mean, they got the Wizards, then they got this Knicks, then they got the Bucks. Like, so their first two matchups is kind of not saying they pushovers, but they're not – they shouldn't really give them a problem. They should be both. Yeah, Milwaukee is going to have a very, very tough road. This is actually going to show a lot about Boonholzer. There's rumors around he may get fired. That's my point. Yeah. The Bucks have a tough road to the NBA Finals. A tough. They have the toughest road in the NBA to get to the Finals. Mm-hmm. If we so just just so we can go ahead and close it out, I got the Lakers too, and um, that's going to give LeBron James, born December thirtieth, nineteen eighty-four, Akron, Ohio. King <laughs> born to one Gloria James. <laughs> look, look, I know you. I know the listeners can't see behind me, but Matt can see behind me. And there's three jerseys of LeBron James hung up behind me on this wall. Duh, LeBron James get his fifth. Ooh, <laughs> y'all better. Hey, hey, y'all Jordan fans better run for me. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I already think LeBron to go. If he get five rings, y'all Jordan fans better run for me. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't even come around me because it's over. It's over now. It's over now. Back to back, back to back in L.A. Well, he's getting. He needs to go for back to back to back after that. But let's let's put one thing at a time. Uh, no, he not getting. He not going to three P. I'm gonna say yeah. No, he not getting. <laughs> I know why you say that. I know why you say that. Because you got yeah, James Harden winning next year, I know why you yeah, say that. James Harden and the, and the, the Brooklyn go run through the whole NBA. They go run through the whole NBA like the Warriors did when they won when they won seventy three games. But they actually go win the championship. That's how I, I feel like Brooklyn go do that next year. This year ain't a year, but next year and, and James Harden go get his he he'll get his first ring and he'll get his first Finals MVP. And once he does that, he's going to be a top three shooting guard of all time. He's going to be it's going to be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Then James Harden, as far as the best shooting guards of all time. Yes, I have him over Dwayne Wade, Reggie Miller, West. Everybody you want to name, I got him over all of them. He's going to be the third best shooting guard of all time once James Harden gets his second, his first ring next year. But um, I will not touch up on that ridiculousness that he is talking about. (laughs) But if you want to hear my thoughts on that, please join Matt and I's Clubhouse. We are aiming to do one at least every single week. Hopefully on Tuesdays we can get consistent doing it as we build up our base. But just if you want to hear my response to that, tune into one of our clubhouses in the very near future. Man, tell me your social media. My social media is phase K seven two four. So anybody wants to follow me, please send me a follow. My profile is private, but I do accept uh, followers. You got it. You got to get on Twitter, man. Uh, I'll explain why another time why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> okay, okay, I understand. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I know where y'all can find me. It ain't nothing new. Matt Craig all day. I've been talking cash. Cash. So yeah. <laughs> if you come debate me on Twitter, understand you coming to a mobile. Don't come to me half stepping. Cause I 
and understand this if you ever want to come on the episode and on uh, the base sports and me phase uh anybody anytime just hit me up man we always are welcome to new guests um I, i'm always loving to have new people on i'm gonna definitely have to have phase on like i said man we used to do this growing up in high school so we we probably go this might be a new dynamic duo y'all might have to watch out man we better skip we better skip <laughs> I, oh, I guarantee shout out to charles buckley for the guarantee that Matt and I are coming, and we are going to make a splash in this. And like I said, tune into our clubhouse. We have great debates on there. We are open to anyone and want to ask questions or join us and have conversations with us on our clubhouse platform as well, too. Please, anyone, tune in. Follow me on any uh, on my Instagram. That's where my socials I use. So yeah, I appreciate you even having me, Matt. Give me the opportunity to talk basketball with you, have some really good conversations, and even be an advocate for women's sports, I'm glad that we had a brief touch upon that. That's major. So it was a great time. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I hope the opportunity presents itself again for me to come to your platform. But we do have our clubhouse as well. So there's, this is not the end of Matt and I's conversations. There's plenty more to be had. Plenty more, plenty more. Sports going on every day. So that's going to be it for us, man. Thank you for tuning in. As always, like, follow, subscribe. Check out the clubhouse. Follow me on IG, Open Stride. Um, tune into our podcast. We're on every platform. Uh, if you're listening, obviously you listen on some platform, but if you listen to on different platform, we on every platform, man. Um, soon to be on YouTube, um, very very soon. So yeah, man, like in, follow us on IG, follow us on Twitter, follow me. You know, and then, like I said, if you ever want to debate, understand when you're coming to me. I, I'm, I'm not half stepping, so understand when you come. <laughs> So that's going to be it for us, man. Thank you for liking. Um, stay tuned for more episodes to come. See you soon. Me and Faze both got the Los Angeles Lakers win the championship this year. Let's see if LeBron go change and get that fifth ring, y'all. Let's, Let's hope. Let's we hope. hope. We hope. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Thanks, guys.